Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every week on Jordan, Jesse, go. Top to bottom, we cover the world of colonial California, the Spanish, the Spanish era from Junipero Serra. Mm-hmm. To the Arroyo, to the Pueblo. When the swallows come back to Capistrano. Of course, we sing that at the top of every show. I don't need to you don't tell, need to our, tell loyal our loyal listeners. fans that we do that at the beginning of every program. But mm-hmm. here's, here's my idea, Jordan. Yeah. This week, we were going to talk about the relative benefits of agriculture <clears throat> yeah. to the native peoples of California, such as the Miwoks. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, well, sure, agriculture is... uh, Oh, by the way, this is our first podcast to be labeled explicit, by the way, on iTunes. (laughs) Right. Just if you got any kids, kids that I know a lot of families like to listen, but this one's going to get a little blue. Okay. (laughs) So the obviously agriculture is an incredibly efficient way to generate food, Mm -hmm. and that's something that... And corn is great to shove up your butt. <laughs> Sorry, we're just, I warned you. I warned you. That's what. That's Jordan, where we're going. I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah, I don't want to talk. I, if we're going to talk about, if we're going to talk about important things mm-hmm. like whether obliterating native cultures was worthwhile, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk still about out. corn up the butt. Jury's still out. Okay, I don't want to talk about corn up the butt. Well, now, I mean, we're not going to. Okay. I do have an idea for you. Okay. If you want to talk about corn on the bu- corn up the butt, sure. Maybe instead of doing yeah, that's a show, why they call it the corn hole. <laughs> instead of doing a show about uh, California and the Spanish influence mm-hmm. this year, Adobe and so forth. Sure. Uh, maybe we push olives to the side. Okay. Olives in their groves, and this week we just. Bring on a celebrity podcaster and shoot the breeze for an hour or so. It sounds like a lot of fun. I will have to insist that at the top of every segment we <laughs> sing our signature <laughs> theme song. <laughs> when the swallows come, come back, back to, to Capistrano. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm down. Okay. Great. Does that second time we sang it count for the next segment or no? We got to keep. No, we got to keep doing it. Got it. We have to. Well, our guest on this week's Jordan Jesse Go here to help us shoot the breeze is a beloved past Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go guest, uh, a talented podcaster in her own right, mm-hmm. an award-winning podcaster, I'd imagine. At some point, <laughs> seems likely. Yeah, people are always giving out awards for this shit. <laughs> she she been in the game. Yeah, uh, for a minute. Uh, she is the host of. Totally married, totally lame, totally mommy, some of which are coming back, some of which are leaving. <laughs> it's like the tides over here, Elizabeth Lane. Thank you for having me, you guys. I'm so excited. Yeah. Have you ever thought about going by Lizzie Lame? Well, I have one friend who calls me Lizzie Lame, and it's very endearing from that one friend. Right. And then it's killed it for everyone else. Got it. But um, I did want to tell you guys that I don't know if you knew this, but when you put something up your butt, mm-hmm. there is actually a vacuum effect in your uh, anus. Yes. And um, thank you for you. using the Spanish pronunciation, by the <laughs> well, way. I, I heard that we were talking yeah. about Adobe and whatnot. So, sure. um, and that is why you want to be careful to put something where you have 
some traction to bring it back out again because right. it can yeah. get sucked up in there. What do we always say, Jordan? Without a base, without a trace. You got it, buddy. Happy analogist from Jordan Happy Jesse Go and Elizabeth <laughs> And totally Lane. lame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine if you're, I mean, not to, I mean, I know we were abandoning our topic of agriculture. Right. But if you. I, if you, by the way, I don't mean to be blue, but since you said I have four olives in my butt right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are hard to get out. Well, they're getting vacuumed right up there, you know. <laughs> what can I do? But yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, if you're not careful, you're putting in a you're putting in a corn husk, you're pulling out a bear cob. Two green, two black. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what I mean, I feel like there is some good territory in the Venn diagram where mm-hmm. butthole inserts meets agriculture. There's mm-hmm. A pretty yeah. beefy area. <laughs> a beefy, yeah. sensitive area. <laughs> yeah, if it's too beefy, I think you're gonna. Mm-hmm. That's gonna cause you're gonna a problem. Get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Guys, we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> we are. Uh, Jesse, before but before uh, before the mics came on mm-hmm. and the magic started, uh, you were telling us that you recently took the kids to a holiday themed puppet show. Yeah, there is a marionette theater, the Bob Baker Marionette Theater here in Los Angeles, that has been in operation for more than 50 years. It is in a theater, which is actually just a kind of medium sized warehouse building underneath a freeway. Okay. Is mm-hmm. how I would characterize it mm-hmm. that needed to be saved recently. Mm-hmm. Um, almost closed, but they, they saved it. Uh, there was a picture of our friend Janet Varney on the wall, so she had something to do with it. <laughs> Good. I don't know why. Um, she, she really been, puts her interests where where it counts. She's got her corn cobs and a lot of buttholes, <laughs> as they say. Wait, hold on. Guys, has Janet Varney been a puppet this whole time? <laughs> I mean, we've done shows with her. I mean, I, we've, yeah. I've, I've socialized with her. Hey, don't ask me. Not one-on-one, ask, but like at parties. But Ask Vladimir Putin. Oh, oh. the puppet master himself. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's not enough that he's controlling our government with his strings. He's mm-hmm. got his strings on America's sweethearts. On the stars oh. of Stand Against Evil. Yeah, not to mention the legend of Korra. Yeah. Is that oh. what it's called? Yeah. First, also right. one of the co-hosts of San Francisco Sketchfest. Yeah. Boy. Not to mention dinner in a movie. Not to mention on TBS. the TV club with Janet Varney. Oh, I just had a thought. Occasionally, about that. you're the worst on FXX. So these are basically all productions of the Kremlin now. Yeah. Might as well put them in, on RT after Larry King. <laughs> What's that? Uh, uh, it's Russia Today? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Larry King does have that Russian show yeah. now. Um, <laughs> does he? Yeah, well, you know, they gave him a show, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought briefly that I of negatively judging Larry King for uh, hosting a show on behalf of the Russian government. Did you? Uh, but then I thought, I don't know, when I'm 83 and I'm chugging down that human growth hormone. <laughs> sure. He's so old. Put, he'll con- hooking my thumbs into my suspenders. I'll take whatever television show I can get. That's adorable. Good for him. Yeah. It, it is weird that every episode he interviews Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Russia's other favorite celebrity. I mean, what other action star knows as much about the Crimea? Mm-hmm. And has his own energy drink. You got it. So I did go to this marionette <laughs> show. I actually saw past guest, past Jordan Jesse go guest Rob Kuttner there. Oh, cool. Um, with his beautiful children. And um, it is an odd event mm-hmm. because I'll tell you why. It is this theater has existed for 50 years, and I do not believe they have changed the shows. So I have only seen this holiday show. I saw it once a couple of years ago. 
and once this year. Mm-hmm. It was identical. Um, and it is basically they have these puppets that all look more 1967 than uh, than like a uh, Richard Nixon <laughs> campaign poster. <laughs> like the most – the single – like somehow they're more 1967 than It's a Small World or whatever. Like the most profoundly like big eye painting. Mm-hmm. There's no – there's been no updates. Yeah. None. And they perform not with – uh, live actors, uh, they have live puppeteers to a pre-recorded soundtrack. Mm. And the pre-recorded soundtrack was clearly recorded with, like, before the era where everyone got their own microphone. Like, it's just everyone crowded around a microphone in one of those things that cuts a rec- one of those booths that cuts a record like Elvis used to cut his first <laughs> demo. And then they just they just put that on the old Victrola and crank wow. it up. So, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess probably at this point, I'm sure this crossed your mind, but I mean, the people who recorded it are surely dead. Yeah. So oh, you're listening to ghosts. I'm unconvinced that the puppets were ever alive. Yeah. Sure. Well, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. I hate to break this news to you, but the puppets were crafted. They were never alive. Mm, got they it. They were not human, but I will say. Mm, one of them sure seemed like a real boy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we also saw that show recently at a three-year-old's birthday party. So it travels. You could, like, if you wanted this show oh, yeah. to if come you to your... Oh, yeah, the bucks. Listen, sure. they're, they're trying to keep the theater a-going. And it puppet's got to eat. It is a puppet. Well, again, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, the puppets uh, are not human. They're mm-hmm. not alive. Mm-hmm. But there is a stink of death around the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but we found it very enjoyable, although, as I was saying before, some of the lyrics um, that were written in the 50s. I think the one, that, the one that we saw was 1967. They said it was its 50th year. Okay. Well, there was a lot of, like, kind of a, for better, lack of a better word, I'm just going to say it because she was made in the 60s, like a, a slutty duck being like, oh, how can I get a man if I can't even keep a man? <laughs> how am I going to see that corkscrew penis? <laughs> it's a duck, right? Yes. yes ducks have corkscrew penises, don't yeah, they? Okay. They do. Okay. Just check it in and make sure that remark was valid. <laughs> there was in my show, there was not a ton of adultish material. There was Santa Baby. Mm-hmm. As performed by, uh, I'm going to say, an Eartha Kitt sound-alike. Mm. And that dance was perf- was performed by like a four-foot-tall pink sexy cat hmm. <laughs> in, pink, in heels mm-hmm. um, that sat on a lot of laps mm-hmm. of dads <laughs> in the house. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> that'd be great if the if the cat puppet sat on their lap and then like got their wallets. Yeah, and I mean, I want to be clear. Like the song "Santa Baby," it has come it has come a long way and lasted a long time on the merit of a charming performance by Eartha Kitt mm-hmm. and a catchy tune with some cute. Little uh, matchy rhymes mm-hmm. uh, that catch you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, it 
those kind of <laughs> little rhymes there. That's all great. But just in and of itself, it stands probably alongside Baby It's Cold Outside in the uh, yeah, I've in 2017. Noticed. Is it just... Rape Arena? <laughs> <laughs> you guys notice that song Baby It's Cold Outside is a little diehardy? Uh, I actually... I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I think about weird stuff. Sorry. No, I researched like where, how that was born, yeah. what happened, what is the deal with that? Because I wrote a police transcript of the rape report from Baby It's Cold Outside um, to submit to places. No one, <laughs> <laughs> no one took it. To, to like comedy publications? Um, like Shouts and Murmurs and okay, you know, yeah. McSweeney's. I guess it's trodden territory, mm. but yet it still plays year after year. Um, but it was originally, like, created by this couple who would go around to Christmas parties and play by the piano. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, what was going on with that couple? So, I mean, maybe, like, obviously, like, you're listening to it from the outside. And you're just, you know, you've, you've, you have see this story laid out before mm-hmm. you. And obviously it's horrifying. But, I mean, maybe this couple, this was a consensual negotiated thing. This was their, you know, their... Their their love making prelude. Yeah, how come you're not G G G Elizabeth? <laughs> um, that makes all sorts of sense to me now. That the you husband. Put it in that way. Why was the husband the only one wearing latex? <laughs> that is a great question. It was because it's easier to play the piano. Oh, sure. With his job. Oh, if you're if you're all squeaky tight. Mm-hmm. I thought you were poking holes in. Uh, no, if you were, they're latex. If you're squeaky tight, you can. Well. Uh, I guess that's probably what it was. It was some sort of fantasy play sure, yeah. <laughs> situation oh. between this very progressive couple. <laughs> and <laughs> they never intended for it to be read the way it is. Her mm-hmm. character is actually a police officer. Did you know that? Jesse. And his character is a Nazi. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a whole it's a What's whole going thing. on in your marriage? It's pre-negotiated. <laughs> a lot of police Nazi role play. Pre-negotiated so. thing. Uh, the, the holiday show at the Bob Baker Marionette Theater is hosted by, and I think we maybe, you saw, uh, you probably saw the traveling cast. I think I did. Yeah. I saw the so original. You're seeing cast. the B they were team. All 86 years old. This is yeah. no Lynn Manuel Miranda. I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, they were wonderful. Actually. You just you had to settle for Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? My show had David Diggs in it, so mm. that was nice. He's really got a nice oh, set of pipes. He's good in everything. Um I I the whole show first of all it's incoherent. Well, can I just real quick yeah. before we go on? I have a question about the duck and the cat. Yeah. These are both meant meant to be sexy. Yes. Do they have boobs? Oh, yeah. The duck has <laughs> boobs. The duck has, I mean, I guess there's a duck breast. Breasts, sure. But it has human she breasts? Also, if I'm recalling, she had this very, like, strange hat with flowers coming out of it that made her seem like... Kathy-esque. Oh, like, sure. <laughs> Quack. <laughs> Quack. Which might explain. It's swimsuit season. Yeah, she can't get a man. Yeah. Can't get a man. Yeah, mine uh, How had... am I supposed to stay away from carbs if you're always throwing bread at me? Quack. <laughs> mine had on uh, like... Those... Hold on, I have a comic strip to write. <laughs> those kind of super high heels that have a little puff of feathers on the vamp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And, like you would like you would wear in, in the boudoir. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and in 1962. And uh, it also had like a sequined neckline that suggested sensuality without actually representing boobery. Mm -hmm. But it did have hips and a butt. And she was giving lap dances, let's not yeah, forget. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she was giving actual lap dances. Although, I mean, you know, I, I will say for, to its credit, uh, I did not find it sexy. Oh. oh. It did not arouse hey, me. Hey, Jesse, uh, sorry, but I personally believe that real cats have curves. Okay. Sorry if you thought this woman with her Meow. voluptuous <laughs> hips wasn't up to your standards or what do you read about in your fashion magazines, <laughs> right. but I personally mm-hmm. happen to like real cats. Yeah. Hashtag strong cats. Campaign for real beauty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. By ourselves. Dove soap. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, Dove soap. I don't know. <laughs> I was more confused and upset, frankly, even, you know, there's a few things that are just like, you know, Santa Claus comes out and Mrs. Claus sings a song and there's a few... You know, there's a few kind of like things that everybody you'd expect, right? Mm-hmm. There's this one kind of rabbi-ish character that sings a Hanukkah song. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Like, that is nice. I was looking at it and thinking, is this anti-Semitic? Not quite. Mm-hmm. But certainly they have to have given it a few thoughts at different points along the line. Right. Like right. at some point, uh, Steven Spielberg came to see the show and they were like, <laughs> should we bring this out? <laughs> okay, we're going to do it. I think what they have changed is they've removed the fact that, that the the opening of the show where the rabbi crawls out of a volcano. <laughs> but that was a little much. The main the main kind of hosts of the show, and this is true, mm-hmm. I think, for almost any kind of children's holiday show you see, whether it's a holiday, holiday children's show at a school or, mm-hmm. uh, in this case, a puppet show or a television special or whatever, they're always hosted by these two stock characters, of course. Uh, the dancing star and the wizard. <laughs> sure, it goes back, goes back to Joseph Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> the hero with a hundred faces, oh, boy. a thousand like faces. Their costumes got stained or something. Yeah. They were like, "Well, we're gonna have to use the Harry Potter stuff." <laughs> <laughs> oh, break out the know. emergency Harry Potter. So, Elizabeth, you saw this in the context of a kid's birthday party. Uh-huh. Do did the kids sit still for this? Or is this something that they like did, a modern? They were all on our laps, but they were terrified. Mm. Almost all the kids were scared, and the puppets would come up to them, and they were like made a big deal, like the kids cannot touch the puppets. <laughs> the puppets are and very dirty. They're very dirty. They've been engaged in sexual acts sure. all across. They sit on a lot of dad's laps. <laughs> Sitting on, but they kept put like. Begging the children, they kept bringing the puppets up, touching the children. So it was a very confusing. That seemed like, like a mixed message. Mixed message, but you know, it still was very <clears throat> enjoyable, and it was like kind of this novelty, fun thing at a birthday party. But I do feel like some updating is sure. I think training also. Like <laughs> there's a there's an element of like a fiftieth generation photocopy to the show. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to see at least Knott's Berry Farm performer levels of professionalism yeah. at a famous marionette show. Like I just was genuinely unimpressed by the extent to which the mouths open and close in time with the lines. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought that too, and then I was having fantasies about how I would do it, mm-hmm. and you know. So I think that what we've decided here today is we're opening a new marionette 
company. Hold on. To really hold on, bury hold on. this other one that's apparently going through hard times. We're taking First, them. Sorry, I don't, Janet. I don't yes. want to be I don't want to I don't want to crush Janet Varney's dream. Why don't we just offer ourselves as available for punch up? Okay. In yeah. both choreography and script, mm-hmm. we'll we'll record we'll do some looping mm-hmm. if necessary on that uh, static soundtrack. A hundred percent. You know, just like any time the characters turn their back, we just throw in a joke. <laughs> <laughs> or, like it. you know, a progressive idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, let's all value our single mothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, you can just, I mean, it doesn't really have to be in line with what's going on. They're kids. They don't really know what's a going 64 on. A 64 convertible eye. Work very hard. <laughs> Domestic work is important too. <laughs> like that? That was very good. Thank you. I love it. Thank you very much. Put a letter under the tree. Sex workers should have agency. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Um, it was like the kids loved it. Mm-hmm. To their credit, the kids loved it. But, I mean, they love a lot of things. Yeah. You know? Kids notoriously have terrible taste. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> sure. My daughter, the stuff. She loves Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to end that suicide. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Really crazy. Sorry. We're uh, a little twisted on this show. <laughs> Sorry so. if you can't handle our twisted <laughs> sense of humor. If you can't take uh, the heat, stay out of the kitchen, uh, baby. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's me, Wolf and Jack, joking about suicide. <laughs> I feel like you guys actually are very in line with the marionette theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, wait, wait, sorry. What is your daughter? You were about to say your daughter likes something, and then oh, I interrupted I'm by saying Oh, I'm constantly being an asshole, and like she's picking out the thing that I'm like, <laughs> you know, I want to be the princess who loses her voice in order to have a prince come save her type oh sure 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 she ended up being an astronaut so okay all right all right mommy wins but um yeah she has bad taste can i uh ask the two the two childed people in the room Mm -hmm. what kind what other kinds of holiday activities are you doing with the kids are you going to see santa are you ice skating are you tobogganing Mm. Chestnuts. We so last year we had Christmas at our cabin, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the mountains. It's a beautiful wooded environment. It's perfect for Christmas. This year, my daughter was really insistent she wanted to have Christmas at home, oh. but we had left all of the Christmas stuff at the oh. cabin, Where's and we your have cabin? no trips planned until after Christmas. Oof! It's in Sequoia National Forest, so oh. it's about four hours away from yeah, here. Yeah, that's not a hop skip. Yeah, it was not not worth it to go. So we we were sort of putting off Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. It, we're, it's also just like your kids still think it's March, right? Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> just leaving up the calendar. Like, well, just writing, happy March, everybody. Writing new numbers yeah. underneath. And crossing them out, I. It's like when you at the point where there is a baby and two other children, and mm. um, it's like you just you just don't want to try to do anything mm. uh-huh. at all. You don't want uh. any. You're just all you want is and for sleep. no one to be hurt. That day. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's just like if no one is hurt, that is great. And or if you can go get groceries 
that's awesome because you only have to bring one kid with you. Oh, my gosh. Isn't one kid? Well, I don't know. I can't fathom three, and I, I'm i getting a vasectomy for Christmas. Right. So, uh, going anywhere with just one feels like you were the most free person in the yeah. entire universe. Speaking of not getting hurt, I have a quick aside about what happened to us yesterday. My just-turned-two-year-old was hanging out, and we're just at the point where we can kind of take our eyes off him for two seconds. And we look over, and he's playing. We had one of those liquid ant traps. Oh, yeah. He's playing with it. The liquid's all over him. Sure. I'm like, oh, the shit. Ant, the ant poison. The ant poison. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, the yeah, liquid, yeah. yes. Yeah. I pick him up. I, like, rush him to the sink. I'm washing it off of him. But he has definitely gotten it all over himself. And I was like, Andy, you better call poison control just in case. And so we call poison control. And we kind of think, like, we're just being super proactive and, you know, precautionary. And they're like, oh, he could go blind. Um, you need to immediately flush his eyes out for 20 minutes straight with running water. Oh, boy. So just hold the child under the sink? Shower? That was their suggestion. I mean, we tried the sink. We tried the shower. We are fucking panicking. And then my three-year-old's like, what's, you know, just like, what's going on? The whole time asking us questions. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. Um, finally, I'm going to go play with the snail bait. No, don't. <laughs> no. Yes, go find something that's not sharp. But ultimately, we used like a <clears throat> dropper, but we waterboarded our kid for 20. It wow. was hell. And it was the one moment, I mean, one of many I've had, but a, a tougher moment where I was like, I don't think I am equipped to be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I got it in me. Because so, the kid doesn't know what's going on. He just. Thinks he's getting like a face bath, right? Oh, he was so traumatized. Yeah, I yeah, it was it was horrifying. It was horrible, <laughs> but we did it. So we had we did we got a Christmas tree today, um, and still on that March schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the only reason we got a Christmas tree is because my car was having problems, so I had to take it to get fixed. And while I was waiting for it to get fixed, I wandered into a thrift store and bought a Christmas tree stand. Mm -hmm. That was like my Christmas gift to my wife, who loves Christmas. I was like, I bought this Christmas tree stand symbolizing that we will have a Christmas tree despite the fact that whatever. And I bought a few boxes at the thrift store of just plain globe ornaments just so we'd have some, some decoration for the tree. Uh, we got the Christmas tree into the house. It was a nightmare getting it into this horrible stand. All Christmas tree stands are horrible, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a nightmare getting it into this stand. First of all, three is not enough screws. Has, it needs four or more screws. Now, I have not had a Christmas tree in years. Since you converted. Since I converted. <laughs> we <laughs> should explain. <laughs> Thank uh, you. He's Zoroastrian. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's new. That's new to me. What but is I, that? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I think it involves okay. an eternal flame. Probably. Um, it's like Scientology, but chiller. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. a more chill Scientology. I feel like the the not chill thing is exactly what Scientology is, so I don't yeah. really... Yeah. Well. It's mostly a lot of uh, hanging out on a boat. <laughs> I can get behind it's that. The boat, it's the nautical parts <laughs> of Scientology. Got it. Can I ask you a question, Jordan? <laughs> sure. Did you become a Zoroastrian mm-hmm. or a parrot head? 
Right. I mean, Zoroastrian, the one who follows Jimmy Buffett around. <laughs> no, that's a parrot head, Jordan. That is a parrot head. Oh, yeah, that's what I am. Oh, okay. Well, okay. it's five o'clock somewhere. So I just <laughs> I just hang up the Christmas hammock. Right. Uh-huh. And I put on the traditional <laughs> shirt featuring a lazy iguana. Uh-huh. <laughs> my vestments. Right. Are your sandals on the boat? Your flip flops? Yeah, my sandals are on a, my on the boat. And the I... rules of being a parrot head are you should have at least one hammock in your home, mm-hmm. and at all times you should be wearing at least one item of clothing that depicts a hammock. Right, exactly. <laughs> so hammock in the house, hammock on the man. That's yeah. what they say in our traditional text. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> right. And then of course I get the I go down to Key West and I get the traditional penis sunburn. <laughs> right. <laughs> I lay out. Owie. Dick. Right. Dick in Dick the sun. <laughs> Get that traditional closer sunburn. Closer to God. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. When your dick's out, it's closer to God. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? You what were Christmas, we talking about? You got a Christmas oh, tree or you were... So I have not had a... So yeah, I mean like, you know, we had Christmas trees growing up. But since mm-hmm. I've been, you know, not living with my parents... Since you became ready to mingle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I have not... I have not got a Christmas tree. So I have... I, I assumed Christmas tree stand technology had evolved. Now, here's the thing. I tried to buy... I'm like, this is my chance. Mm-hmm. And I think Jordan, Jesse, Go listeners, certainly Judge John Hodgman listeners know that I will buy anything that the websites, the, websites, the wire cutter and the sweet home recommend mm-hmm. to me. These websites are all I care about in the world... Tell me what toaster oven to buy. Please, I'll buy it. My life will become better. I looked up what's the Christmas tree stand I should get from uh, the wire cutter, the sweet home, I guess it may, must have been. And I'm like, I'm going to make my life 20 times better because I have a dumb Christmas tree stand that's up at the cabin that I've had for, you know, sure. since I became an adult red, and had to Red get my base, own. green legs, yeah. three screws. You got the it. The traditional Christmas tree stand. And it stinks. And I, so I looked up what kind it is. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to spend the money once and the rest of my life I'll have the best Christmas stand in the world and I'll mm-hmm. be so happy about it. Uh, no. Sold out, baby. Mm. Sold oh, so it does out. exist. There is one. There is a best one, and I can't have it. Mm. I think we have it. Mm. It's pretty great. How does it work? Oh. How is it different than your traditional red base, green legs, three screws? There's no screws. Oh, boy. Well, already it's an is improvement. Is that what you're looking at? Wow, it's a yeah. spike. Wow, Ooh. cool. So you just fucking <laughs> spike it up in it. it. Yeah, and it stands. Yeah. Yeah. That's outrageous. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> So you just impale it on a spike. Yeah. Hmm. And so we take our stand. That makes a lot of sense. This year, though, there was a tree shortage. Oh, no. So you might have noticed your trees were hiked up. And the lot we went to this year did not have prices on any of the trees. Mm. So I think they just sized you up when you walked in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy to report they really thought we were rolling or something. Yeah. I mean, we got hosed, but the Sorry feeling it gave us was Yeah, I go to the y- nice. I go to the YMCA lot mm-hmm. and supports my local YMCA. Sure. Yeah. And uh yeah, I didn't see a tr- I did not see a tree for less than $80. Oh my gosh. How yeah. much was Holy yours? Cow. Now they charged me 60 for some reason. I think they okay. looked. Well, now we're, now oh, we're sure. They looked somewhere. at me, they got a real kind of uh <laughs> Roseanne vibe. <laughs> The television character. I mean, maybe it's a situation where what they're what they're scanning for mm-hmm. is Christmas spirit. Mm. Right? They're like, if this person is jolly, yeah, he was if a this mercy person sale. has <laughs> no. 
has has the jingle. Then pump we up know, the price because we know they need they need this. Yeah. They right. need this. Yeah. And they looked at me. They the one word came to their mind. Jewish. <laughs> One's a little Jewy. Yeah. I, um, I, I, we bought this tree. We put it up. Immediately, the first thing that my daughter Grace did, she ran over, got one of the, got one of the globes that I had, had got, got bought at the thrift store, brought it over. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You need to put a hook on it. It doesn't have a hook on it. She's trying to force the, the branch through mm-hmm. the loop. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm like, you, we Classic need to have it. She's like, what's, yeah. what's going on? I'm you like, can't you force to... the branch through the loop. We're already, my wife and I are both a little bit crazy at that point because we have been working to get the tree to stand up for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Immediately, Grace drops it on the floor. It splatters into a thousand uh, deadly pieces. Uh-huh. Then both dogs come to investigate. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like... There couldn't the other kids gotten into the ant traps. <laughs> it, it was it was a completely insane nightmare. Uh, the only comfort that I had was that I had learned actually at the show. My daughter has a friend named Tinybot. Um, Tinybot is made out of paper, mm-hmm. so tiny robot. Okay. Uh, she lives with us. Oh. Along with all of her friends and relations. Okay. There's, I was told, I, I, Grace confirmed to me today, Googleplex bots. Whoa. Mm. How old is Grace? She's six. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, the, a little, it's a little weird. The robot age. I, I had imaginary friends and stuff. That's why I was asking. Yeah, so she does, she will occasionally talk to TinyBot. Uh-huh. Well, who, um, were your, who were your imaginary friends? Well, this is embarrassing. And I finally pieced together where this came from. Two but... men named Jordan and Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hesitate to tell you guys this. Yeah. Oh. Um, it was a, a little person who mm-hmm. had a British accent and okay. wore a tuxedo. <laughs> and <laughs> It was Warwick Davis? <laughs> yes. At was... the Oscars? His name was Money, uh-huh. which was endlessly humiliating for my parents, I am sure. Yeah. Um, and he had a whole family. His wife's name was Penny. That's cute. Yeah, daughters, nickel and dime. Really? Yeah. That's you. You had a strong sense of theme, even as a child. I did I yeah. guess? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. N- it's no tiny bot. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> at the show, I learned that uh, Tiny Bot's favorite holiday is Hanukkah because mm-hmm. she and her family are Jewish. Oh, so nice nice of you guys to take in those wayward robotic Jews. (laughs) Well, got to watch out for robot Hitler, buddy. (laughs) Sure, yeah, I played Wolfenstein. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that was a that was a nice little kind of holiday surprise for me. Do either of you celebrate Hanukkah? No Hanukkah in my house. No, uh uh. Cool. My wife loves latkes, though. Cool. If if anybody is doing any holiday entertaining. Uh, around Hanukkah that might have latkes involved, <laughs> please invite my wife because she will be fucking thrilled. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And my daughter likes gambling. So sure. <laughs> both of those Perfect. chocolate-based gambling is her favorite interest. And then my wife likes the latkes. Nobody's going to Santa at the mall, huh? Oh, uh, we did go see Santa. How, How did does it... that go? Is that is that, is that that safe territory for you? Um, Meaning... Do your children freak out? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we we don't do the like... You have to sit on his lap. We're not really into the like, haha, she's crying <laughs> thing she's crying. that seems to be a thing right now. Um, you know, they <clears throat> just go stand in front of him and smile mm-hmm. if they want to. Usually they don't. But here's the thing it is a thing to do that yeah. kills time. Mm, that... Yeah. Sure. And teaches consumerism too. 
Exactly. What, you don't want to raise a bunch of little Bolsheviks, mm-hmm. Jordan. Mm-hmm. We take them at the zoo sometimes. Oh, that's But fun. last year, I think it was the last year, my children kind of put their put their feet down. You're 10 month old? Yeah. <laughs> Especially that who at the time was negative two months old. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it was like, it was sort of like, this is not the real Santa. Mm. Who's the real one? Not clear. Okay. We're not, we're a very... We're this is a very fraught issue in my family because neither Teresa nor I particularly want to be involved in tricking our children, mm-hmm. but also neither of us can bring it bring ourselves to fully commit to there is no Santa Claus. Yeah. So we kind of like try and hint at it, <laughs> hoping a, they'll get it. Yeah, and they're 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 these children are you know. But you guys do do Krampus though, right? Oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> you do throw your children in sacks. <laughs> And beat them with reeds. Well, I mean, it depends on how good they've been, but yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of that holiday tradition. It is a Teutonic tradition. Okay. I could be wrong about this. Uh-huh. Uh, don't really want to hear from Krampus nerds. Northern European? Maybe. No, Teutonic. Hey, I'm going with Teutonic. If you have any, listen, if you have any corrections. Mm-hmm. And actually, I want to start because I have a new corrections target. At Chris Kringle. <laughs> Here, do you guys, you know when you... How about this? At Chris Kimball, <laughs> editor of Cook's <laughs> Illustrated. Yes, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, for your, for your benefit, mm-hmm. we don't like being corrected. Yeah. So we like to kind of oh. put out a Twitter account for oh. people who feel like they need to correct something we've oh, said. Oh, so at Chris Kimball? Well, here's what I think. Do you guys know, and this been, it's been a little, we've politicized it in the past. We've been, you know... Aiming it at representatives. I already it was Ted know, Cruz for a while. Oh, I already know what you're going to say. Hmm. Martin Yan from Yan Can Cook. Here's what I'm thinking, and let me know. I mean, I'm happy to. I'm happy to let Yan have it. Okay. Um, but do you guys know when you get gas, there's a screen on the gas pump, yeah. and it shows things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sports highlights. Sure. Entertainment news. Things like that. Awkwardly edited clips from something. Yeah, right. Just like a thing from Big Bang Theory that doesn't make sense. Yep. Uh-huh. That is run by a company called Gas Station TV. Oh. They're on Twitter, at Gas Station TV. That's yep. wonderful. I say, That's if you perfect. have any corrections, yeah. aim them right there at Gas Station TV. Can I suggest something yeah. for people to start with? Please. Here's an example tweet you could send. At Gas Station TV. Chris Kimball isn't the editor of Cook's Illustrated anymore. He got fired and went and started his own thing. And he's locked in a legal dispute with uh, the folks at Cook's Illustrated right now. Here's another one. Hey, at Gas Station TV, Yan can't cook. <laughs> Suck it, Yan. Can't. We'll be back in just a second. Oh, wait, and Jesse we'll be, okay. What we're going to talk about Krampus? I should just say what Krampus is. Okay, and then we can Krampus and then we can go. Okay. Krampus is a Christmas monster uh-huh. who is a goat man, yeah. a goat, a goat devil, uh-huh. a goat man, uh-huh. and I think he is he is Santa's dark twin. He is oh. Santa's other. Yeah. So if you're good, Santa's coming, presents, oranges, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're bad, Krampus comes, the goat man. He puts you in a sack and he beats that sack with reeds. Right. Anyway, and so you know he is a Christmas monster specifically. Because he's in the movie Die Hard. <laughs> yes. Oh. 
Suck it, yeah. <laughs> Suck it, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lame. We've got sponsors on this week's program. Of course, every week we're brought to you by folks just like you who listen to these shows and go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Thank you. We're also supported this week by our friends at what apron? Blue Apron. The best. Let me add them cakes. Have you cooked anything from Blue Apron lately? Boy, uh, I sure do like cooking with Blue Apron. It's really fun. Uh, I've, uh, boy, my, my work schedule has been a real kick in the ass lately, Jesse. Wow. And I don't square in, square in the old tushy, huh? Brighten the patoot. Uh huh. And I don't have time to go to the grocery store and get fresh ingredients. No. But it's so nice when you are working them long hours to come home and you have a nice blue apron box full of fresh food. It's easy to prepare. It's got the instructions laid out for you. And it's always delicious. Under I have 45 always... minutes, dinner is on the table. Yes, absolutely. Whether it's just you or whether you've got company. Sure. I mean, you're ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or jingle. Everybody knows. And I'm also that. ready to put half of it in the fridge for later. Blue Apron is treating Jordan Jesse Go listeners to their first three meals. That's a $30 value with your first order. If you visit blueapron.com slash jjgo. So check out this week's menu. Get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash jjgo. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Let me add them cakes. Let me add them cakes. Uh, we are also headed to the San Francisco Sketch Fest. That's right, Jordan. we are. That's right. Uh, Jordan Jesse Go is Friday, January 12th at 10.30 p.m. at the Gateway Theater. Tickets are on sale now. Go to bit.ly slash jjgosf18 or just follow the link on the homepage at MaximumFun.org. I am very excited about this because we will be joined by the great Andy Richter. Yes. Not to mention television. the Red Hot Band Bionics. Mm-hmm. Not to mention our close friend and yours... Allison Rosen. That's right. This is going to be a delightful program. Some of our favorites. Will I pander? Yes, I will pander. <laughs> I'm already planning out all the pandering I'll be doing. Uh, hey, more more Sketchfest shows if you want to see us. Yeah, Judge John Hodgman is opening night at the Castro Theater, uh, the legendary Castro Theater in San Francisco. That's uh, Thursday the 11th at 8 p.m. And you're doing the Obsessed show. Yes, I will be doing Cats versus Dogs, a lively discussion uh, led by our buddy Joseph Scrimshaw, uh, who does the Obsessed podcast. That's Saturday, January 13th, 8 p.m. at the Piano Fight main stage, 15 bucks. That sounds like I, that sounds like a good time. It's going to be a blast. Jordan, it sounds like a good time to me. Uh, yes, everyone will have a good time if they come to these events. You can buy the tickets at sfsketchfest.com or just go to MaximumFun.org. They're all in the tour bar on the right-hand side. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area and you don't come see these shows... What are you doing with your life? Yeah, apparently you you don't live in the San Francisco Bay Area, but you live in Chump City. Yeah, Chump City, USA. Actually, uh, my daughter Grace recently informed me mm-hmm. uh, she is queen of everything, mm-hmm. and the world is now called Gracieopolis. Oh, <laughs> just so you know. Well, she just let me know that Chump. So Chump City is orbiting that. Yeah. Okay. I, one presumes so. It's kind of a satellite or a moon. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love you, 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 love you,
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lame, sexy cat in the Bob Baker marionette show. When the swallows come back to Capistrano. Okay. Uh... When something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. Now, why would you do that? You do it because you want to contribute to our segment, Momentous Occasions. It's one of the most beloved recurring segments every week on the show. Now, usually, are these about olive farming? Yes. (laughs) Yes, they are. Pressing it into oil. Eating them as is, pickling them. Pits, what to do with. Yeah, <laughs> spit them out or swallow them and grow an olive tree in your tum-tum. As long as you don't put them up your hoo-ha. Yeah, yeah. keep them away from that hoo-ha. Without a base, without a tree. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, this is Dave from Pennsylvania calling in a momentous occasion. I just pulled up and stopped at a stoplight. I looked in my rearview mirror. And the woman pulling up in the car behind me, as she rolls to a stop, reaches down on the passenger seat, pulls up a small white and brown spotted bunny, kisses it a couple times on the head, faces it forward, and puts its paws on the steering wheel to mock it driving the car, all the while the bunny is looking up at her, licking her on the chin. Then she nuzzles the bunny under her chin for a few seconds, and puts it back on, on the passenger seat just as the light turns green again. And it was one of the most cute things I've ever seen in my life. Okay, thanks. Bye. So fucking bald. Yeah, that's really good. That is really good. Oh, that is just God. living. I was really afraid it was going to be a thing where it's going to be. She's at the red light. just kissing the bunny, putting its paws on the steering wheel, letting it drive. Bunny's licking her. She's nuzzling it. Light turns green. Bunny goes out the window. Oh, oh, no. How jaded. Yeah. I mean, that's just sorry, but I'm a little twisted. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little twisted. Yeah. Bunny goes out the window, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I would trade my whole family to do that one time. <laughs> that's how I feel. That seems doable. Oh, Bunnies God. are you easily can make gettable. That dream come true. That can happen, so man. Easily. Oh. I would love uh, – there's two bunnies that live at my son's preschool. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've already got step one. Yeah. Covered. They're in a Steal little the yard. bunnies in a hilarious heist. They're in a little yard. And one time I was looking at them and I climbed over the fence. It's not a – it's a one-step climb. It's mm-hmm. not a – it's not like you a Spider-Man. You not scale anything. Uh-huh. It's not like breaking into the basketball courts after school is closed or something. Uh, I stepped over the fence and I went and I picked up one of the bunnies and patted it. And my wife scolded me. Mm. She said, you can't just climb into the bunny area and pick up the bunnies if you want to pick them up. And now I'm bunny shy. Oh. I feel like I can't just pick up any bunny. My wife, in general, doesn't think I should just pet strange animals, but it's all I want. And their mothers, their mothers won't take them back. I, that's a good point. They smell like humans. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, I think that you can. You've done far harder things in your life. Yeah, you could definitely go snatch I'm, one of those buns. I built snatch an independent media empire. I, I can snatch a few buns. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, absolutely. As Charlie Rose once said, <laughs> consensually snatch the buns. Right. Can I tell a a. a momentous moment I just remembered I from wish last you would week. driving to work I see there's been a fender bender on the freeway mm-hmm. and it's an electric orange 
small car and an electric blue small car, and it's a man and a woman, and they are laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I think I just saw the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Very excited. One of them was Zach Braff. The other was Natalie Portman. It's perfect. Yeah. He was hard as a rock. (laughs) She was wet as a river. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I mean, Jesse, it seems like if this is your big, you know, your big life stream is to pet a bunny while driving, I mean, that's doable. Here's, I mean, the, here's yeah. the thing about having getting a bunny. Uh, my dog, Coco, mm-hmm. is a terrier mix, and I love her more than, I'll admit it, any member of my family. <laughs> you keep throwing your family, I know, family it, out but I'm, pretty quick. It's a short list of things that I love more than, like, I don't mm-hmm. love my dog, Sissy, more than I love my children. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, sorry, Sissy. Yeah. I love you, Sissy, if you're right. listening. You're no and Coco. Can, and, can, and surprise me by being able to speak English. <laughs> the way Coco does? Yeah. Uh, hey, wait a minute. I love my dog Coco a lot. I wouldn't be able to get rid of her. And I know that if there was a bunny around at the same time my dog Coco was around, the bunny would not be around for long. Mm-hmm. Killer instinct. She's got the, she's got the look and she locks in. To anything moving along the ground, Mm -hmm. be it one of my children's feet (laughs) or vermin, and just like full – and she'll do it indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our our friends Renee and Allegra from Can Can I Pet Your Dog, our sister show here at Maximum Fun, uh, still laugh every time they see me about the time that I brought Coco to a dog park meetup for Can I Pet Your Dog and Coco chased a ball – uh, literally until she physically collapsed. <laughs> wow. Like for like 45 minutes of full out running consistently the entire time because she's so obsessed with catching anything that's running on the ground. That's a great trait to have in a dog. Yeah, it's nice. Until you want a bunny. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I went to the bunny rescue in Richmond, California mm-hmm. once. My wife took me there like for my birthday or something. That was heaven. Aww. Because little buns, you pick them up and they're like... Are you protecting me or are you dangerous? And you're like, I'm just protecting you, little friend. Did you guys see the video from the fire? Oh, of the guy. Yes. So did you see that, Jesse? I saw something about it, but what is in the video? So he, it's, I mean, it's like Hades is surrounding the freeway. It's fire. Everything's on fire. And you see this guy running after something and you see a little bunny and it's a baby. Which makes it that much crazier. Mm-hmm. Hopping over, and it gets scared, and it runs into, it hops into a burning bush, and the guy goes into the, bur- he's like freaking out, and then he goes into the burning bush, and like flushes him out, and then he chases after him and picks up the bunny, and you see him cradling the bunny, and then he goes back and presumably gets in his car, and but then he runs the bunny. into a bunny restaurant. So no, 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 no. First of all, what he does is he puts the bunny in his lap, and the bunny drives the car oh, okay. through the flames. Right. And then they get— And then the bunny, literally, as they're doing this, reaches out the window with its paw and flips <laughs> off the fire. Yeah. Like, fuck you, I beat you. So it's a cool bunny. He yeah. sounds pretty cool. It's pretty incredible. Shades and everything. So let's take another call, shall we? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Carolyn from Orange County calling in with a momentous occasion. So today at work, my mom called me, and she never calls me at work unless it's very, very important. Um, And she told me that my aunt just set a wedding, a date for her wedding, and it's going to be next Thanksgiving, and it's going to be in the Vatican. 
in Rome. You heard that right. My aunt is getting married in the Vatican. Love the show. Bye. Where would you expect Aunt John Paul to get married? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she's marrying a pope. Yeah. How did they get... How did they I mean, you have to reserve it. It's, it's like getting one of those city-owned buildings in a park. You have to reserve it way ahead of time. But if you oh. do, it's relatively affordable. Oh, is yeah. that right? Sure. I didn't know you were so, like, up on your Vatican wedding. I, I've seen <laughs> a little movie called Angels and Demons. Ooh, oh. Sure. <laughs> and I've seen all. The Young Pope. <laughs> um, I'm, what I was thinking was that, like, is this a thing where you have the, you have the ceremony... Receptions in the same place, fucking Vatican gets lit. Yeah, live band, right. open bar. Maybe you got Bionics there. Sure, yeah. <laughs> no, they can't because they're going to be at our show. Right, and they only play once a year. Right. Andy Richter though is flying. Andy Richter, yes, Andy Richter will be in their wedding. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of getting a little loose in the Vatican. You better, you better hope that they have not been living in sin before walking into that wedding. Oh, yeah, sure. you think they pop out the sacramental wine? I should hope so. Or you think you're just drinking standard wine? You, are, my question is, are you drinking Are you drinking a glass of wine or are you drinking the blood of Christ? <laughs> it's actually, it is the blood of Christ, but it's actually Bud Light sponsors all weddings now at the Vatican. <laughs> oh, so wow, yeah. You know, so they kegs, but... transmute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Sounds like a perfectly good thing to do with Bud Light. Absolutely. You know, Bud Light is, you know, it's okay as it is, but you turn into the blood of Christ. Yeah, you, you got, got a party. party. <laughs> <laughs> 206-984-4FUN is the number to call if you have a momentous occasion. Jordan, you know, we've been doing this show for, what, 11 years mm-hmm. or something like that. No one has ever called in about something lost in their butt. That can't be true. Is that because that we're can't doing, be true? Is that because we're doing such a great job of educating people? That could, yeah, I mean, that could be. I mean, if you listen to this show, clearly you know what to do during ass play and corn play and wherever the twain shall meet. <laughs> I'm just saying, if something gets lost, you know, don't who to be call. embarrassed. And you know what? That goes for up your child's nose too. Sure, whatever's in your child's nose. Let's hear about that. You know, who knows what might get up in there? That's a rough transition. Hmm. <laughs> it's just places where things get lost. Oh, okay, okay. The category is parts of the human body where something gets lost. Okay. Up the butt, up a child's nose. Okay. Right? I follow. Okay. <laughs> Not sexualizing children here, if that's what you mean. I, I don't mean that. Okay. I'm I'm focusing my sexualization on uh, cat marionettes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where it belongs. <laughs> Sensual cat marionettes. Okay, we'll be with back. With realistic in, figures. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hey, readers. 
all of you bookworms, comic geeks, library junkies, literary fiction lovers, bibliophiles, and nerds. Want to get more out of your reading life? Listen to Reading Glasses. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We want to help you read better. Join us every Thursday on Maximum Fun's new podcast while we talk about book culture and solve your reader problems. Reading Glasses will teach you how to vanquish your to-be-read pile, connect with other readers, and get more reading into your busy day. No matter what you read or how you read it, we'll we'll help help you you do do it it better. better. (laughs) That's cute. Hello, I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. We're hosts of MaximumFun.org's Ono, Ross, and Carrie. We wanted to tell you the good news that our podcast is now weekly. Yes, weekly. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments, and then report our findings to you. In a time where alternative facts reign supreme, we cut through murky spin to give you the straight skinny on topics like UFOs, the anti vaccination movement, Scientology, and even apocalyptic churches. We're even undercover for some very exciting investigations right now. Well, not right now, right now. That's Ono, Ross, and Carrie with new episodes every week at MaximumFun.org. We show up so you don't have to. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Elizabeth Lame, mom. Elizabeth, it's been <laughs> uh, Libby Lame. <laughs> oh, Libby, I like it. Is that fun? Yeah. Uh, it's It's been a joy to have you on the program, as it ever is. It's always a joy. I love you both. This is wonderful. You've got some shows coming, some shows going. Mm-hmm. Where, where, sh- where should people who are who are all in on their favorite hero... <laughs> Liddy Lame. <laughs> Liddy now. Okay. Yeah, that's another We're one. There's a lot spicy. of good. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um I I guess totallylame.com they can just kind of keep track. And that's L A I M E. Indeed. Yes, thank you for that because I have never until this very moment thought about the fact that people are probably going to totally lame. Really? (laughs) Now is the first time. I'm actually humiliated to admit I don't think I've ever thought about that. Really? Because I do go to totallylame.com, L-A-M-E. And is it kick-ass? Well, yeah. If, like me, your interest is in uh, masturbating to nude... (laughs) Nude women who have boots on their feet. Oh, okay. So, like, actually, I'm talking about like a medical boot. Right. We did buy that URL, I guess, then when we started. Right. Great. So, someone thought of it then. Right. Okay, so, there's great. a referrer there. Right. Yeah. Got it. Okay, good. Everything's in order. So, totallylame.com <laughs> is where to find uh, our pal Elizabeth Lame. Uh, always great to see you. Always great to see another true pioneer mm. of the podcast mm. medium. Mm who was kind enough to invite me to be on her show when we were neighbors below those many years ago. So many. And I realized I could walk to your house. Oh, yes. And that's how we reeled you in, <laughs> yep. I think. Of the dog. You were like, I can't. You had a really cute dog. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was how it worked. That's nice. <laughs> uh, Daniel Baruela on the boards this week. Sunny D, Brian Fernandez is our producer. He's 
laughing right now, probably. In but... heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we killed him. He's dead. Yay. Uh, he, we shouldn't have gotten into that liquid head poison. <laughs> um, what's that made out of? Borax, right? Boric acid? Yep. Yeah. You, gosh, you know a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's not that poisonous, though. It's just that it could irritate your eye. I guess it is really bad okay. for eyes. Wow. Who knew? You gotta been, flush them. Gotta flush those eyes. Yeah. Eyes and poops. Sure. Uh, two lessons that I should need to teach my children. <laughs> yeah. And bunnies out of fire bushes. It mm-hmm. turns out, by the way, that the, the signature experience of being a parent of a child under eight is discovering poops. Mm. Like, mm. Hid, oh, hidden poops. Hello. There's a poop there. <laughs> You know? Yep, yep. Just whatever the situation is. Not just in die dies. Mm-hmm. Just around. Around town, they become furniture. <laughs> oh. In your house. Oh. oh. Hello. I, bet, I, I thought this was a beanbag chair. <laughs> yeah. It's just been a collection of poops. Oh, oh artistic wow. coffee table is <laughs> yeah. starting to chip away. <laughs> okay. Uh, tweet your corrections at gas station TV. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Gas Station TV. At Gas Station TV. At and of Gas course, Station TV. As always, we want to leave you with our famous theme song. When the, the swallows come back to Capistrano. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.